Hello everyone, hello Team NXT, I am CD Danny Mac, bringing you another episode of the Undisputed Future Podcast, your home for NXT discussion. Thank you all for the new follows and anybody who's reached out to me on social media this week. First and foremost, I appreciate every single one of you. I did have a bit of a rough week and the support from Team NXT really means a lot, but a very special episode It's episode 36 for me. It's NXT's first episode on the USA Network. And while they did deliver an amazing show, I am not taking away anything from the matches that were displayed on NXT television this evening and aired on the USA Network. However, I have a huge issue with Ember Moon and Peyton Royce being one of those segments left off the USA Network, especially, especially the post-match and the build that the NXT Women's Division has gotten. But I'm going to jump to that a little bit later. I'll cover that in a second. But my initial point to this is that NXT had five recent call-ups to Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. All five of those women coming from the NXT Women's Division, and a few of them got their airtime. Ruby Riot and Sonya Deville had an intense rivalry between the post-takeover show and the no-holds-barred match, and Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan and all those other girls have gotten their TV time here and there. Mandy Rose probably the least out of all of them, which is another move I quite frankly don't understand. But all five of those women being fairly unknown talents in the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying that to put anybody down, I'm just kind of stating the perspective of somebody who watches NXT consistently. I see a lot of Sonya Deville, I see a lot of Ruby Riot. I see a little bit less of Sarah Logan, I see a little bit less of Liv Morgan, and Mandy Rose I haven't seen as much as I would like to, although she has worked a lot of the NXT live event circuit. But you have all five of those women coming up to Raw and SmackDown, and you don't show the current NXT Women's Champion, or one half, well, Billy Kay was out there too. You don't show the most iconic duo in all of NXT history, the top two heels in the NXT women's division right now, that was a bogus move. I don't agree with that, and especially that, wow, a lot going on during, before, and after that matchup, but I'll get to the coverage of the ladies. I really need to get that off my chest. I really disagree with the booking. I don't think that Ember Moon versus Peyton Royce should have been left off the USA Network broadcast, but it was a great show again. Kicking things off was the NXT champion, Andrade Cien Almas, always accompanied by the lovely and brilliant Zelina Vega, taking on the NXT next level, Fabian Eichner. Fabian Eichner, if you've listened to me before, I always go back to his cruiserweight classic credentials. The guy is quite the talent. He can fly. He's powerful. He's kind of a hybrid athlete. I like to describe him as an Italian Cesaro, but it was off to a hot start by Fabian Eichner in this match. He is the next level for a reason. He can deliver in that ring. It was a really hot and high-flying and fast-paced start for Eichner, really displaying what he can do against the NXT champion, really making a case for himself as a premier talent in the NXT system. But of course, Zelina Vega, always, always the X-Factor in the matchup, distracting the ref, 
taking Fabian Eichner off his game for just a split second, a lot of high ground, literally taking a tumble on the outside and bashed into the ring steps on the outside, and that would be the turning point of the match. Andrade Cien Almas hitting the 100 Headaches Hammerlock DDT. I don't really know where that name came from, but I liked it. Nigel McGuinness called it the Spanish version during the broadcast, but the 100 Headaches Headlock DDT, I kind of like that name, Cien Hundred, I don't know. I'm a sucker for clever names. But one, two, three later, Andrade Cien Almas, the NXT champion, has a victory over somebody who has, in the past, with NXT's best, he has a completely unexpected, in my book, victory over Johnny Gargano. Shout out to Johnny Gargano for liking my tweet, by the way. I did manage to get his t-shirt finally in the mail yesterday. Gotta love the Amazon WWE shop channel. But Eichner, having a win over Johnny Gargano already proves that he can hang with NXT's top talents, and he definitely put it on display tonight against the NXT champion. The guy can go on all cylinders, the power game, the speed game. We saw what he can do with that leaping off the top rope springboard, as well as a dynamite tornado DDT in the ring. Eichner's quite a talent. Keep your eyes on him, but definitely keep your eyes on the reign and the alliance of Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. You never know what kind of factor Zelina Vega is going to bring to a match. It's a lot of mental edge when you have somebody like Vega at your side. She's not only brilliantly in the business savvy and able to get Andrade exactly what he wanted in that NXT Championship match, but she delivers the mind games and the psychological advantage for Almas against his opponents. It doesn't just come from the cocky, devil-may-care, party-boy attitude of the champion, but it comes with distractions like NXT TakeOver Brooklyn against Johnny Gargano and the DIY t-shirt, and you got another one tonight costing Fabian Eichner a great match against the NXT champion. Two talents worth keeping your eyes on. This Andrade Cien Almas NXT title reign has a lot of promise. Assuming that it continues, we had another fatal four-way qualifying match between Adam Cole and Aleister Black tonight as well. Amazing matchup. Aleister Black getting a promo package on the USA Network. I thought that much was smart because if anybody has the it factor and mainstream main roster appeal out of all NXT talents, it's got to be the unique Dutch destroyer, Aleister Black. Aleister Black getting exposed to a mainstream, larger audience, definitely a smart move. Ember Moon got the same treatment. The NXT Women's Championship, her whole saga as contender to champion was documented in a really great video package. I just, I don't know how I feel about seeing that and not the match. I'm really, really annoyed about this. But I'll take my anger out in discussing another great match. Authors of Pain took on the, I deem them, the one-two punch team of Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. And Percy Watson also called them quite the one-two punch. So maybe something's catching on. Maybe I'm uh, I'm getting a couple ears over in Full Sail University. Hey, a guy could always dream, right? Anyway, Birch and Lorcan took on the Authors of Pain and were on a hot display in the beginning. Birch came out swinging, hit after hit, paintbrush open hand strike after paintbrush open hand strike by Oni Lorcan. The Star Destroyer was looking to destroy some AOP faces here tonight, but all that momentum would quickly turn around. 
authors of pain delivering a Death Valley driver into the corner to Danny Birch, and then all was but written after a devastating super collider taking Danny Birch forever out of this matchup. Lorkin receiving ends of a last chapter, another victory for the Authors of Pain in their book of dominance. Now, Authors of Pain have a lot going for them post-war games. They did look good in the match despite losing. They did not get pinned, so I think that was also very smart. Authors of Pain still able to look like one of the most dominant forces in all of NXT, despite the rising faction of Undisputed Era and the NXT Tag Team Champions insanity. So AOP continuing their streak of dominance, showing they are not to be fooled with, and that they can really take it to two of NXT's toughest competitors. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are no slouches in the ring. You've heard me use that expression before. These guys can go. We've seen them as competitors against each other in a great couple series of matches. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan really still looking to fine-tune everything as a tag team, but there's a lot of potential here. The tag team chemistry is there. You can tell that Lorcan cares about Birch, and that Birch cares about Lorcan, and that these guys are out to hit hard and hit heavy and back everything up that they can say. But Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, I think they're a dark horse tag team to keep your eye on in the future Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. I'm really hoping coverage of that comes back around soon, and I would like to see a dynamic, up-and-rising team like Birch and Lorcan take a win, or at least make it to the finals. Great teams have made it to the finals. I'll cite TM61 versus Authors of Pain in last year's finals matchup. That unique shark cage for Paul Ellering. I thought that was an amazing, amazing match as well. I also really miss TM61. NXT Tag Team Division wide open, but we'll see the NXT Tag Team Champions Sanity defend their titles against the Red Dragon, two members of the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly in what is bound to be a ruthless and reckless affair and clash between two dominant teams in NXT. But as well as next week, not just one championship matchup, but two championship matches, and this one has already stolen some shows. Tyler Bate takes on the UK champion Pete Dunne for that championship. Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne 3, and I don't know how these guys are going to get a chance to top their TakeOver Chicago spectacle. What an amazing matchup. I cannot wait for that rematch next week. Two championship opportunities for Tyler Bate and the Undisputed Era. But Sanity would have something to say about their future opponents. Sanity would take their thoughts to their unique scenery and quite frankly I don't know where it is but they have a unique spot to cut some promos sanity speaking out against the undisputed era saying that war games was absolutely beautiful hearing them worship and praise chaos I'm not really surprised that they said such a thing but the outcome was not ideal straight out of Eric Young's mouth I couldn't agree more I had sanity as the winners of that war games matchup but I was wrong, Undisputed Era managing to survive, but Sanity is still on the battlefield. Their minds are still in the braces of war. Sanity is ready to take it to Kyle O'Reilly and to Bobby Fish in a championship clash next week. And then we heard from Adam Cole, Adam Cole getting his own televised promo 
on the USA Network, and if you're a professional wrestling fan in any form, you should kind of know Adam Cole's name already. Him being exposed to a larger audience, also a great move. Three large stars got their promo packages at NXT television tonight. Aleister Black, Ember Moon, and Adam Cole. I thought it was really, really smart to give those three special spotlight, but I did not think it was a good idea to put this match on the back burner. I'm talking about the WWE Network exclusive match of Peyton Royce taking on the NXT Women's Champion Ember Moon. Ember Moon having a lot to say about her journey to the NXT Women's Championship. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay have responded with Ember Moon is not iconic. Leaving women's matches off the USA Network, not iconic. Not a smart move. I'm still really bitter about this because this match was great. It was Peyton off to a hot start. The champion went high risk on the iconic duo early. It was a nice back and forth confrontation and had even a little bit of, uh, a lot of bit of a psychological edge in this one. Peyton Royce shouting, I hate you at Ember Moon and them being multiple time opponents and Ember Moon beating Billy Kay already. I don't really blame Peyton Royce. But whereas Peyton said, I hate you, Ember Moon responded with some actions. A wicked series of strikes would put down Peyton Royce. And after some more back and forth action, Ember Moon would gain just the slightest bit of an advantage. A vicious stomp in the corner, leading to the most devastating move in the NXT women's division right now. I'm talking about the eclipse that fell over Full Sail University. The eclipse that came over Peyton Royce, that corkscrew stunner for the 1, 2, 3. Ember Moon, NXT Women's Champion, walks away with another victory over the iconic duo. But Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, especially Billy Kay, would not take this one lightly. If anybody was worried, why did Billy leave Peyton during NXT TakeOver War Games? Why at the beginning of the match of her biggest career? Why? Why before their match in Houston? Why would Billy walk away from Peyton? Are the iconic duo going to break up? Billy Kay answered all of that speculation with a vicious big boot. The Shades of Kay delivered to Ember Moon after the matchup and the iconic duo beatdown would resume. How did Nigel put this? I believe it was the sick knee from Sydney. Try saying that five times fast. Face planting bulldog on top of Billy Kay's long legs and sharp knee would knock Ember Moon down for the count until Nikki Cross, a strange adversary and even stranger partner, coming to Ember Moon's aid, or so it appeared. Nikki Cross taking it to the iconic duo, forcing Billy and forcing Peyton to retreat. But Nikki Cross has her eyes on the prize. The gold was down, Nikki Cross locked eyes with it kind of giving Ember Moon a warning that Chaos is coming to the NXT Women's Champion and that Nikki Cross is putting her name in for that title opportunity. Nikki Cross might have saved Ember Moon for now, but let's see what happens if they're future opponents. I would love to see Nikki Cross and Ember Moon go one-on-one in an opportunity singles match. I would love to see Iconic Duo featured in another Fatal 4-Way, but instead of Asuka as champion, throw in Ember Moon to replace her. Ember Moon, Nikki Cross, and two members of the Iconic Duo. I think that would be a good match. Asuka, Nikki Cross, Billy and Peyton was a great San Antonio Fatal 4-Way for that title. 
I think anything's possible in the NXT women's division right now as well. I mentioned the influx of talents coming from the Mae Young Classic, including the most advertised talent on NXT television so far. The Queen of Spades, MMA superstar, and Mae Young Classic finalist, Shayna Baszler, is coming soon to NXT television. Where and when? That's for the NXT women's division to keep their eyes open. That post-match attack, I'm, I'm still really upset they cut that post-match attack, as well as the iconic duo versus Ember Moon. Peyton versus Ember was a really great match. If you're only watching the NXT brand for the first time on the USA Network, if you followed me because of that broadcast, not only do I encourage you to watch NXT on whatever medium you possibly can, I know it's on Hulu. And I think the Hulu broadcast should be the exact replica WWE Network broadcast. So there's probably hope on seeing it there as well. If you didn't see it on the USA Network, you don't have the network, but you possibly have Hulu. Definitely check out the Hulu stream to see if Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon was aired on there. I think it's entirely possible. Let's just take it to the main event, I guess. I mean... NXT on the USA Network, I feel like so much of it was commercials. I'm kind of trying to fill time as best as I possibly can here, so please give me your thoughts if anything happens on the USA Network that you feel is worth addressing. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. I'm bound to do a CD solo shoot where I really want to feel a back and forth with Team NXT on this one. So send me any of your questions. Send me anything you think is worth note in the NXT universe right now as a topic of conversation. Anything on the main roster that you feel features NXT alumni that is of a lot of prominence right now, please tweet at me. I'm always down to talk Raw and SmackDown as well. The alliance between two NXT champions in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn immediately comes to mind. They're kind of against the system as we speak on SmackDown Live. But speaking of against the system, let's jump into the main event. Adam Cole, Undisputed Era's own, shocking the system to take on Aleister Black. The first thing I noticed about this match, definitely worth pointing out, is that Adam Cole sent away and dismissed Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I thought that was a very smart move to show that Adam Cole can stand on his own as a competitor. He's not going to rely on the excuse the phrasing here, chicken shit heel ways of winning a match via distraction or something like that out of the two members of the Undisputed Era. So Adam Cole, Aleister Black, one-on-one for real. And the crowd was split, and I don't blame them for one second. Two of world-traveled wrestling's best here in Aleister Black and Adam Cole. Two world-renowned talents, and the mind games went on early in this one. And I'll point this out right away. Aleister Black went from a rivalry with Velveteen Dream that was so focused on getting Aleister Black to say Velveteen Dream's name. We saw how that concluded at NXT TakeOver War Games. Very interesting that his next opponent is a guy who will remind you of his name as often as he possibly can. Adam Cole, baby. I thought that was a fun little tidbit of information, but in the match, the mind games did happen early, Adam Cole reminding Aleister Black exactly who he is, and Aleister Black delivering a beatdown and his patented seating stance early on in this one, 
But Adam Cole looking like a formidable opponent to Aleister Black. I mentioned last time Adam Cole took a shot at all of Aleister Black's former opponents. And that includes his brethren in the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Each of those men made their NXT singles debut as opponents for Aleister Black. But Adam Cole says the only reason any other man wasn't successful is that their name wasn't Adam Cole. So I thought that was, I still take that as a little bit of a cheap shot against his Undisputed Era friends, but I'm going to put that on the back burner for now. If you want to listen more of that, check out last week's episode. But Adam Cole forcing Aleister Black to his limits here. Aleister Black reaching for a rope break in a crossface submission. Aleister Black going for a rope break is not something you see often in his matches. He's been highly competitive matchups with Velveteen Dream at TakeOver War Games. Tonight's match, also very competitive. So it takes the absolute best to drive Aleister Black to reaching for a rope break and looking for any sense of leniency. Normally, Aleister Black is as head-on and in-your-face with strikes as he possibly can. But Adam Cole, obviously aware, maybe even getting some tips from his Undisputed Era brethren who have been in the ring with him on how to combat against Aleister Black's striking game and grounding him for submissions and forcing him into situations that he's not aware with. I thought it was very smart maneuvering on Adam Cole's part. But Adam Cole, sparing no expense, trying to take strike for strike with Aleister Black, but it just was not enough. You can't take the striking game back to Aleister Black. It's almost impossible on NXT television. We've seen a couple guys try and do it. We've seen some of NXT's best strikers take it to him. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly on that list. Oni Orkin, who I mentioned earlier in the episode, also on that list. Aleister Black, business as usual, and this time with a unique twist on the ending. Aleister Black delivering one hell of a knee to the side of Adam Cole's head, and Adam Cole being raised by Aleister Black's foot still won't stop talking. Come on, what do you got? Oh, Aleister Black has got a black mass spinning heel kick for Adam Cole, baby. One, two, three. Aleister Black fills the third spot on the Fatal 4-Way number 1 contendership match. Adam Cole fades to black. Aleister Black moves on. Fatal 4-Way now consists of Aleister Black, the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and a fourth spot still to be determined. And I'm still thinking early favorites in this match. My early favorites are completely gone. A very even playing field as far as my personal fandom goes. It's really hard being an unbiased podcast host sometimes, guys. The NXT talents just bring out a fanboy side of me. Johnny Wrestling, Aleister Black, two of my top talents, but I can't sleep on Killian Dane, especially considering his NXT TakeOver War Games showing. I thought he was the MVP of the entire matchup, so either one of those three guys would be acceptable number one contenders in my book, but I still can't wait to see will it be the Leviathan Lars Sullivan or will it be the resilient Roderick Strong. I don't think we'll find out next week. I'm not sure when that match is scheduled to take place, but two matches, two huge championship matches next week. We have the rematch everyone clamors for for the United Kingdom Championship. Pete Dunne, 
defending the championship against the first ever UK champion, Tyler Bate, as well as Sanity defending their NXT tag team titles. I assume it's going to be Alexander Wolfe and the mastermind of mayhem, Eric Young, taking on the Red Dragon, Undisputed Era's own Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. A huge episode of NXT next week. If you loved NXT on the USA Network, check out those two championship matches next week. I can definitely bank on that being hard-hitting episode of NXT. Two great champions in the Tag Team Champions and a ruthless champion in Pete Dunne doing whatever it takes to hold on to his UK title. Man, USA Network, I feel like it carried over. USA only went 55 minutes and I'm just drifting into a little bit less than I usually do as well. So let's talk about some WWE.com exclusive footage from the Street Profits. Street Profits releasing Street Talk, a new online segment. It seems like a outside the crowd sort of interview space, sort of game show, trivia show almost. Street Profits asking a young fan who will take over in 2018. And surprisingly, the right answer was the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford delivering some of that charisma to the Full Sail crowd. I figured I might as well end the show on a light note. They brought the swag, they brought the entertainment, and I think it's going to be a very successful segment, and I hope to see more of it on NXT television. Thank you all once again for the recent follows and the reaching out on social media. I got my usual fans You guys know who you are. I got some really amazing people on Team NXT. I really can't thank you enough for being such a consistent listening fan base. When this project first went off the ground, WrestleMania weekends, I threw my heart and soul into it for a number of months right now, and it's really nice to get such worldwide support. So thank you so much for listening, guys. If you've even tweeted at me just once, I appreciate the interactions on social media. If this is your first time, your second time, your third time, your 36th time listening to the Undisputed Future podcast, every single play counts. No matter what platform you listen to me on, I appreciate every single one. But let me get down to the social media platforms at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter you could reach out to me anywhere there. Hashtag UFP polls. Now that's hashtag UFPOLLS. I'm going to be doing a end of the year segment. I got constant polls coming up during broadcasts of Raw, SmackDown, as well as pay per views. So definitely keep your eye out for that one. I want to do a end of the year NXT awards. Give me your votes. If you have any specific categories you'd like me to ask in those polls, I'm always open to ideas. I'm looking for champions and match of the year and best takeover of the year. Just a couple things to reach out and really grow the social networking and the Twitter followers. Thank you again for everybody following me and reaching out to me on that. Instagram, at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. Trying to get as many pictures up on that as I possibly can. I still have a bunch of pictures from the summer to get up. Maybe I'll get around to that soon sometime too. But Instagram, Twitter, find me on Facebook. Find me on any podcast listening platform. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Play. I'm on iTunes. And of course, I'm on the home of my RSS feed, soundcloud.com backslash undisputed future. 
all your main content is going to be there. That's mostly how I document the plays. I'm trying to get my way on Spotify. We'll see what time will tell as far as that goes. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 36, Undisputed Future Podcast. I am CD Danny Mac. If you're listening to me, you're on Team NXT, and I hope every single member has a great week.